My name is Meg. And my name is Adam. And today it is Adam's turn once more to present me with what he has to give me his best shot. How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm going to hit you with my best shot (laughs) in the words of Pat Benatar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Can I always say that isn't Pat Benatar like the best Pokemon name? Oh, we're doing banter now. No, yeah. I don't know, but like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to catch a Venator. A ben- a Pat Venator? Are you kidding me? I think that's the best Pokemon. No, no, name. I'd want to catch just a Pokemon called Venator. And then when it's like, do you want to give this Pokemon a nickname? I'd be like, Pat. Pat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we've had a really good evening, haven't we? We we have. We played um, shot vodka, which uh, no shot badminton, which well, involves. Well, first we had. A really like chill dinner. It was like quesadillas and vegetables and shit. It would help to preface this that it's really okay, hot right yeah. now. Let's start from the beginning. There is a heat wave going on right now, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think average between twenty eight to about thirty two degrees. It, was, it like hit thirty four outside today. Yeah, so it's really really hot. Yeah. Um, which means that during the day. Adam and I have basically been ignoring each other because, like, you know when it's really hot and humid, it's hard to be in one another's, like, space. We, we've essentially just, like, been comatose and focused. Yeah, exactly. We've been trying to get work done, stay hydrated, uh, keep keep everything, like, shut, keep all the windows open but all the blinds closed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, yeah, we've been trying to just keep things easy. Moment the sun goes down, though, right? Had a yummy dinner, kept the it light. The fun comes out. Exactly. We went to this really wonderful um, off-license uh, place near, I mean, basically where you live, Yeah, right? to source alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got uh, some A big delicious... shout out to the General Wine Company there. Yeah. They're, they actually really serve, they serve pretty much across the south coast. They're based in Lippock, but they, mm-hmm. they do, I think they do pretty much from here to Portsmouth. So yeah. if you're a listener that's listening in the Portsmouth, Waterlooville, any of that kind of area, you love a bit of alcohol, the General Wine Company is well worth a look up because they and do stock some great stuff. basically came like 15 minutes before closing and the guy helping us out was super nice. Yeah, he was super yeah, chill. He was exactly. very helpful. He knew his stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's nice to go to a local business. It's nice to go to a local business and, and you know, they know what they're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, it was really nice. Um, and and we've, was... we've done stuff with the General Wine Company before. I think I've yeah, been up there to, to do limoncello, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we picked up uh, a Riesling, we picked up, another, we picked up an Austrian wine, we picked up, I think, a Chilean wine. Uh, I picked up this cool uh, apple pie and custard sour. Uh, you picked up this god awful blue raspberry vodka. I actually think it's kind of tasty. Oh, the color just—it just doesn't jive with me. But what we did with that uh, kind of mixture is that we played around six uh, rounds of badminton in your front yard, and basically, uh, for people who play badminton. Uh, you know, tournament level, you want to get to about 21 points. Whoever gets to 21 first wins, right? Mm-hmm. And what we did was whoever got to 21, the loser had to do a shot, but then they got an advantage of three points. So instead of getting 21 points, like Adam, for instance, would have to get 18. And then if he lost again, do another shot, 15, 12, 9, yep. so on and so forth. It's a handicap. Right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so you won two games and I won four. So mm-hmm. you did four shots, I did two. Should we um, get on to talking about yes, the Yes, sorry. Oh my God, I'm so drunk. That's why. And I'm yeah. just really, really chatty. We're actually doing all right for time at the yeah, moment. Yeah, very nice. Okay, so it is your turn to talk about pneumatics. It is my turn to okay, talk about Okay, so pneumatics. I'm going to let you get to it. Okay, um, my talk. Are you ready for the title? I am. So, pneumatics. 
My title is Pneumatics. I can't believe they invented it. Um, okay. Now, this is a parody of the Simpsons skit, I Can't Believe They Invented It, uh, which I think is still one of my funniest, funniest I think this is the funniest, one of the funniest skits on there by Troy McClure. Um, which, you might have to explain it a little For bit. those of you that have, you know, are familiar with The Simpsons, Troy McClure is one of these like recurring characters within The Simpsons. Uh, he has a famous sort of phrase, Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from XYZ. Um, and it's always something absurd like, you know, abortion, why you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, to be clear, I'm not anti-abortion. I'm just, just giving an example of, of, right. of what, what Troy McClure might Good say, stuff. right? Anyway, so pneumatics, I can't believe they invented it. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what pneumatics is to begin with. Okay. So pneumatics uh, comes from the Greek word pneuma. Yep. Um, pneuma means wind. Um, and matic comes from the word, uh, comes from the Greek word willing to. Okay. Um, so pneumatic means willing to win. That's you after cheese. <laughs> That's you after like quesadilla night. Um, so this is similar for your benefit to automatic, which means to willing to self, mm-hmm. right? Um, so essentially matic is this idea of, you know, mechanics, right? You know, something that is willing to do something, right? Um, now I actually want to talk about this briefly because I did do a little bit of research into the etymology and you might be thinking, well, what about charismatic or asthmatic, right? Well, actually, this is the thing. With both charismatic and automatic, their suffix is not matic. Their suffix is ick. So the ick comes from uh, being, right? To be or being, right? And because the matic or the ma part of it stems from the actual original words, so asthma and charisma, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So when you say something is charismatic, you are saying it is to be charming, right? Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. to be charisma, or it is to be asthmatic, uh, to be asthma, right? Um, and so similar to like heroic, right? Yeah. Heroic okay. would be to be heroic is uh, to to be a hero is to be heroic, right? Um, I did not think we would end up down this alley. So anyway, so the when the IC gets appended to another word with a vowel at the start at the end, mm-hmm. you have to shove a T in the middle. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, suffice it to say, matic means to to be willing, and pneuma means wind. Okay. So to be willing to wind. <laughs> All right. Um, pneumatics is a field of engineering that focuses on systems which use compressed air. Uh, to achieve some kind of mechanical motion or behaviour, right? So this is, uh, you know, pneumatic cylinders, uh, actuators, stuff like that. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about, like, have you ever seen a garbage truck? Yeah. And when they've got the, like, little pistons on the back. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't say as to whether or not they're specifically pneumatic or, indeed, hydraulic. Can I just say, the reason why I gave you this topic was because in grade eight or grade seven or grade whatever, mm-hmm. grade school, I learned about pneumatics and hydraulics, sure. right? And the examples they would give would be like, um, like one of those things that automatically opens a car door mm. or whatever, yeah, the sure. jaws of life or whatever it's called, sure. or like even even like on 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 the car that I've just recently purchased, yeah. where the, the boots automatically exactly, open, right? Exactly, exactly, something yeah. like that, yeah. or or a garbage truck or whatever, right? 
and they'd be like, is this pneumatic or is this hydraulic? Sure. And I never knew. I always just guessed. Okay, well, I can talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about hydraulics and okay. pneumatics later. All right. I'm um, going to actually learn this episode. But, um, you know, in layman's terms, it's using pressurized air to push and move stuff, right? That's the sort of punchline there, right? Um, I'm going to talk now um, a little bit about hydraulics, okay? So you might be thinking, well, hydraulics, you know, how does, how does pneumatics get a name ending in matics and hydraulics gets a name ending in olics? Okay. Right? Well, so hydraulics comes from hydros, yeah. which means water. Yeah. And orlos, which means uh, pipe. Oh, all right. Um, so water pipe, right? Yeah, yeah. These are both Greek, right? So yeah. orlos is Greek and, and hydros is Greek and water pipe, right? Yes. Um, obviously, through various transfigurations of Latin and French and English, right, it's ended up being like sort of like sort of mutated into hydraulics as we know it today right uh so that's the etymology of hydraulics and if you're thinking oh well you know why is it why is it called pneumatics and why is that called hydraulics it's because of that oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's not it, it's a shame we don't call it hydromatic because i feel that would fit much better with the grease it's song hydromatic hydromatic <laughs> painful i'm sorry you have to suffer through yeah. this yeah um, so yeah, so that's where that sort of stems from, uh, sort of stems from too. And obviously, you know, two thousand years of you know English and Latin and, and various other languages that have warped it have obviously ended up with hydraulic as sure. opposed to hydros and olos, right? Um, now you might be thinking pneumatics. Well, he's talked a lot about Greek. It probably started in ancient Greece, right? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. You'd be wrong. Okay. Um, now, in the purely mechanical sense, I would argue this is actually fairly accurate. Okay. Okay, so in the, in the purely mechanical sense, I would argue that, yeah, pneumatics does originate from, in ancient Greece. But the earliest recorded use of pneumatics, and this is kind of obvious if you think about it, is blowguns. Yeah, so blowguns, they're like the pipe, and then there's a, like... No at the end dart. push, right? And then there's a thing at the front. And if you push really hard, you're sending this, like, catapult of air that pushes yeah. the dart out. So commonly yeah. used for, like, hunting, you know, they're normally poison at the end, yeah, poison yeah, yeah. tips, stuff like that. Um, okay, sure, yeah. You know, so they're essentially just a, you know, like a, like a, 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 like a spitball, right? Yeah, yeah. But with something, like, more what practical. What suck up? <laughs> yes, the famous, like, comedy gag when someone yeah. sucks his air blows into the... Into the blowgun tube. Um, now, contrary to popular belief, these actually weren't used as anti-personnel weapons. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is, is so obviously this is a common in ancient tribes. And, and one of the things I did really want to focus on here, because I'm going to come on to sort of, uh, sort of Western history later. Mm. I, I feel like there's a tendency in Western history to go, well, the Greeks did some stuff. And then there was like 1,500 years of nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, Britain rocked up and was like, yo, guys, we're going to start inventing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and that's sort of it, right? And, 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 you know, that's not really a very accurate telling of history, particularly, obviously, because, you know, pneumatics weren't something that were discovered in Victorian Britain. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to talk about Victorian Britain, but I'm not going to get onto it straight away. So suffice it to say, in, in sort of 3000 BC, 
blowguns were a thing, you know, we were, you know, hunters were using blow darts. There's evidence of this all over the world, you know, whether it's Southeast Asia, whether it's East Asia, whether it's South America, uh, whether it's Australia, whether it's, you know, Native Americans in obviously North America, you know, blow darts were this sort of common tool used for hunting. Again, I'd like to emphasize not common for anti-personnel because it's not really practical. Because you bear in mind that a poison tip dart isn't something that kills instantly, right? Exactly. It's something that like subdues, right? Yeah, exactly. And and on a large like human male who maybe would be sent by another tribe to attack you, yeah. it's not gonna do much practical good if he dies in three hours' time, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you need him no offense, you need him dead now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, otherwise you're in trouble. Um, so, you know, although there's this sort of common, like, I guess, stereotype of, oh, you know, like, like a tribesman being in a tree and yeah. like, blowing a dart and like knocking someone out instantly doesn't really work like that. Um, but anyway, that's that's sort of by the by. Um, so coming back to Hero, um, let's talk a little bit about the ancient Egyptians, because the ancient okay. Egyptians are the first to do... Um, any kind of pneumatics. They didn't call it pneumatics or they didn't have they didn't really study it in a great deal. But yeah. but what was the first use of pneumatics? Hmm. Can you give me a hint? Like kind of the area that it was focused in? I would think about metallurgy and heat. Ooh. Was it for like smithing? Yeah. yeah. So are you familiar with like the wood paddles yeah, yeah, yeah. that are like they're kind of are they to like intensify the flame? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. They're designed to, to like intensify heat them. up to so melt metals and stuff like the that. The Egyptians realized that if they wanted to work with kind of heavier metals or metals that had a higher like melting temperature, mm -hmm. they needed to find some kind of way to get the flames and get the fire to be hotter, right? Yeah. And that's where they came up with that like compressor and you know if you've ever seen like a compressor which is essentially like a bag between two wooden panels <laughs> yeah. with a little spout at the end right you know that and they're still common to this day in yeah, fact no, you know my dad sells them for for example right you know they're very common ways of like you know stoking a flame and getting it really hot and getting it really warm right um so that's sort of the earliest use of pneumatics I'm not really going to count that, though, because that's kind of similar to blowing on something or anything like that. Like, you know, mechanically speaking, it's not hugely interesting. It is interesting, but it's not hugely interesting, right? So we now come on to Hero of Alexandria. Okay. Now, this guy is pretty awesome, okay? Um... Hero of Alexandria uh, was a Greek inventor, mathematician, etc. You know, all Greeks that are memorable were like yeah. mathematicians and inventors. And he also oh, wrote yeah. plays. Exactly. And like, you know, at the same time, he was like a senator. And like all of this, you know, he was everything to everyone all of the time, right? Um, and he developed a number of inventions, um, including one of the earliest steam engines, Interestingly wow. enough. Okay. So, you know, again, steam engine, something we associate with Victorian Britain, right? Yeah, or like the late 18th century. Late, like yeah, Scott exactly, kind of right. Like, era. oh, you know, like, this is very recent. And yeah. like, this is in, not living memory, but it's in like, you know, it's recorded. in the past couple it's of, like, it's recorded. Yeah, exactly, it's painted, right? it's documented, yeah. Um, so one of the earliest steam engines, 
Um, he actually invented a mechanism for opening temple doors automatically. Wow. That's really cool. Um, using sort of heated steam wow. in order to basically cause a displacement of weight weight mm -hmm. within a tube. So essentially, one side would get lighter than the other. It would cause the side to rise and it would pull a pulley that opened the door, essentially, right? Very impressive. So whenever you see like... Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something, yeah. and the door slides yeah, open. Yeah, I like that. I, it's not, I'm not saying it's possible, but I am saying that, you know, you think, oh, well, they, they never had those kind of, But they did have these kind of mechanisms. They were quite smart and intelligent yes. people, right? Um, and he actually invented the first vending machine. <gasps> Yay! Um, that's really fun. That, that's quite cool, yeah. huh? Uh, so this is where my topic, I can't believe I invented it, comes oh, in, God. right? Um, so obviously, the first vending machine. Do you want to know how it worked? Ooh, so it has to do with. Do you want to? Should I tell you what it dispensed? No, it yeah. doesn't have anything to do. Oh, with okay, sure. Tell me what it dispensed. Holy water. Mm. See, that's interesting because the way I envision vending machines is very like contemporaneous, where it's like sure. a little like metal like corkscrew that basically like pushes the item out sure. and then like drops sure. it, right? Yeah. But if it's holy water. I'm assuming some kind of like little doors and stuff like that. I'm assuming the water is kind of like ready and like yeah, pressed kind of. against a door. And if you this press is a certain a, button this or is whatever, a self reloading it opens, vending machine. Okay, though. it opens a kind of door and like yeah. dispenses. I don't know, something like that. So what happens is you put the coin through a slot. Okay. It drops into a pan. Mm -hmm. And where the pan gets weighted down, it lifts a lever on a door. Mm -hmm. And that dispenses the water, right? Okay. And eventually what happens is, is as this pan gets weighed down with more and more coins, Eventually, all of the coins drop into a bucket. And then the... The pan resets. Yeah, I like that. And then it goes back oh. and all of those doors fill up again. Yeah, that's fun. Um, which is quite cool. Yeah. And I'd argue it's a lot more practical than modern vending machines where... Yeah, where a guy has to come. Come and go unlock it and, like, stock yeah. it back up, right? And never does it properly, so it always falls out and, like, it sticks against mm. the door or something, right? Um, so, yeah, so here of Alexandria and... Um, one of the things that he in invents is a pneumatic-based organ instrument for temples. Okay. Um, and what it basically does, it uses a tur like a wind turbine, like a windmill, that when the wind turns that windmill, it causes the organ to turn and play music, right? Yeah. And that is pneumatics. It's using... <laughs> so it functions as the little monkey. <laughs> it, it, is the, it is the organ grinder. Yeah, it's yeah, the organ exactly. grinder. It is yeah. the organ grinder. Um... So suffice it to say, as I've already sort of mentioned before and I've touched on this, uh, history records that it wasn't until the 1800s that anything particularly useful happened with pneumatics uh, in the modern sense, right? Um, that is to say, you know, piston cylinders, you know, actuators, stuff like that. I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit peeved off about this because I've been doing a lot of reading on this and I haven't found a lot of evidence. You know, I, a lot of history articles are like, yo, Hero of Alexandria invented it. Then there was like eighteen hundred years. Oh, and then the Victorians got onto it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I did do a little bit more reading, and I did find some stuff. So uh, there is later evidence that Philo of Byzantium uh -huh. um, compiled works which uh, later, uh, which would later be translated into Arabic, um, and a large section of that work was dedicated to pneumatics. Um, and even some of his inventions included the use of pneumatics. So there's definitely evidence to support that, you know, you know Arabic scholars were familiar yeah. with pneumatics, right? And that makes sense, because I refuse to believe that, like, millennia passed before 
anyone did stuff with wind again. Exactly. I did do some more sort of reading around that. You know, I, I cross reference with like Indian, Arabic, and Chinese history. I can't find any indication that more work was done with pneumatics until the sort of late eighteenth century, early nineteenth century. Yeah. Um, but like I say, my my interest more than anything is like. How is it that the Greeks wrote about this and obviously invented stuff with this? Someone took the time to translate it, and someone even took the time to translate it into Arabic later. And I'd like to point out that Philo of Byzantium didn't translate into Arabic. Mm -hmm. Later, Arabic scholars translated this into Arabic, right? Um, so clearly there was some degree of worthiness to them to take the time to translate this, right? Because yeah. it's not like you're going to go, okay, well... You know what, well, let's just translate all these books for fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Clearly there was some kind of value like to this either knowledge. immediate value or they saw it as like this like holds future, you know, possibility. Yeah. So yeah. if you wanna if you wanna write in, just tell me if there's any kind of yeah. pneumatic inventions 100%. from you know, the Arabic sort of Middle Ages, the like like post sort of three hundred, four hundred AD yeah. kind of era, anywhere up to prior to the eighteen hundreds. I'd be really interested to know. Because I haven't been able to, and bear in mind, I don't get loads of time to do research on this, but I would We're be really, people. I would really like, like to know if there was any kind of intermediate work between the modern interpretation of pneumatics and the like, you know, ancient civilizations sort of interpretation of pneumatics. And so, rightly or wrongly, we arrive at the Victorian era, uh, when obviously it seemed, you know, every man and his dog was inventing something right you know if if you if you're into steampunk or anything like that you you know you know some of the insane inventions that were coming out of victoria and britain right um um and so you know, with the arrival of the modern steam engine you know remember that hero did do it two thousand years earlier right uh you know roads industrializations etc i want to come on to my main challenge for you this okay. week and Obviously, it's entitled, I Can't Believe They Invented It. Yeah. Um, and in this game, oh, we're, okay. we're going to discuss Victorian inventions of, sure. du of dubious practical nature. Okay. And you have to attempt to answer questions about them. All right. Mostly about their function. Ooh, I'm nervous. Okay. But I'll, I'm willing to play. Uh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're down to clap. I'm glad right. you're down to clap. Um, so, shall we begin? Yes. Okay, cool. So, first up, the multi-purpose cane mm. um besides its primary purpose of supporting walking you know and warding off dickensian orphans <laughs> beggars yeah, exactly <laughs> great unwash uh, this bizarre invention was actually designed to offer a number of other practical uses mm. my challenge is to you can you name three of the five functions this cane was designed to serve okay. all right i'm ready okay first thing i'm gonna say is did it come with like a sword attached? Do you know? Could you like pull out? <laughs> you pull out a sword. And, 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 and hang on, it doesn't have to be like us, like a like a rapier or something. But it was there like an additional weapon of some kind, like a defense kind of. Mechanism? Actually, no. Okay. No. Yeah, you know that might have been a bit of a shot in the dark, right? Maybe there's one here that you might classify as a weapon at a long stretch, okay. but it's not bladed. Sure. Uh, was it used to kind of grab things? Kind of. Okay. I'm not going to give you that. You're going to need to get closer than that. Was this it... is very specific. Oh, I don't know. The... Was Weirdly it... yeah. specific. Was it for like, uh, I don't know, like 
picking up like clothes or picking fruit. No, or... you're 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 miles off at the moment. No, because this is for like probably more like you know upper class people, right? So they didn't have to do as much. It wasn't even that. It's really bizarre. I don't know why oh. anyone would want to do this. Okay. Like, well, I'm... I'm gonna move on, right? Okay. I'm gonna move on. So something to do with like reaching things, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, another one. Okay, does it have to do with pneumatics? Um, to an extent, this is a this is a, not really pneumatics. Okay. I mean, there is wind involved, but I don't think you'd classify as yeah. pneumatics. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. Was it to? Oh my god, was it like a portable lever? No, it was not. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, was it? Okay, was it in itself its own kind of, like, currency or tradable kind of object? Like, it was made of such, like, precious material that, like... No, it wasn't, no. Okay. Um, you haven't got any so far. Oh God. Okay, tell me, and then I'll... I, I'll give you some hints. Okay, okay, like, okay. I think you need to be thinking more about... If I'm carrying around a long stick with me... Yeah. What would I practically want it to be as well? There's an obvious choice here to begin with. Okay, umbrella? Yes. Okay. Umbrella. Perfect. So that's yeah. that's number one. Right, okay, number one. one. Okay. Uh some kind of like a yoke? I don't know. A yoke, what do you mean? As in like you can kind of balance two pieces of like two bu- buckets of water or no, like some kind of You're like... thinking far too practical. I know, too too like uh, what a, what a, what a wealthy aristocratic yeah, people do with a cave. Working like that. No way. Okay, that's fair. That's my fault. Um, let's see. I don't even know. Some kind of, like, communicative item? Um, there's no real communication no. here, no. Uh... Mm. What do... <laughs> <laughs> what do rich people like to do in the Victorian era? Ooh, walk around. Walk around. Visit their country homes. Visit their country homes, okay. Um, attend, like, I don't know, like... Okay, but but what could they do at any of those places? A lounge. And what hunt, do they, hunt. What do they do when they lounge? Oh, uh, I don't know. They drink. They do drink, yeah, but that's not they nearly. Eat, they eat. Nearly. Keep going. Um, they drink. They sleep. They drink. They eat. They sleep. Yeah, they keep cool. Is they, it like a heat? No, it's not. No. You're getting you're getting close. I think drink was the closest you got so far. God. Okay, you're gonna have to tell me. Well, it also served as a pipe. Oh, like smoke. That's smoking. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's yeah. strange. I really like that. It served as a flute. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's funny. It also had a net attachment for catching butterflies. You know, so Yo, that's so dandy. Oh my god. If you want to catch some butterflies on your walk, you can catch some butterflies. I love that. That's lovely. True leisure. And obviously, you know, as as the wealthy aristocrat that you are, you know, you're you're attending like, you know, Ascot and the Derby, you know, the Horse. Grand National. Horse racing. It's for measuring horses. Yes. Oh, of course. The cane is designed 100%. to measure a horse. Oh my god, I love that. I love that. This is very good. Okay. So the next question to you, um, I've got here an invention called the fencicle. Mm-hmm. What purpose did it serve? All right, I'm going to say it's not like a fence, like a gate, but fence as in sword. Okay. Is that right? Is it kind of more than that? No. Okay, so it's more like gate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Fensicle. Fensicle. Okay, is it a type of invention that, um, how do I say this? It was supposed to keep, like, animals in and or animals out, but no. without... Was it to control children? No. Okay. Uh, servants, I don't know. No, you're not even... It's not even remotely. Not even close. Okay, but is it, like, a gate? Am I in, is it in that, you're, or is fen- it no? Fence is, fence is the start, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know, like, I, acrobatic. I can, change, I can change the pronunciation, if you like, that might help. Fence, like... Is it like a bike? It is, okay, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's like a bike, isn't it? Yeah. Fen cycle. Um, is it? Is it to bike on water or something like no. that? No. No. Is it to bike in the fence, like on mud and stuff? No, nearly. You you oh. were so close to begin with. Okay, on water or something. No, like that. no, no, no. no. With what? Oh, is it to bike on a fence? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it is a it is a fence mounted bike. Oh, I like that. So you'd essentially straddle the fence, but like you're on a seat that's on yeah. a bar that's on a on a wheel. Yeah, it's like it's like for acrobats, like circus people, they can do a unicycle. No, it's road. just so you can cycle along your your fence. Oh. There's that's a photo. Nice. There's a photo of Vincent Van Gogh riding a fencicle. That's really fun. That is. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah if you if you own a lot of land, yeah, and, and you, you have and this... you have the right type type of fence to fit a fencicle. Yeah. Fit a fence cycle and then cycle along your fence. I like that. Okay, yeah. Okay. I would say I got that. So, the bona fide ventilating hat invented by John Fuller and Co. Mm. What did it do? Bona fide ventilating hat. Okay. Oh. First thing I'm going to say. This is my easiest one. Okay. First thing I'm going to say is that it probably dealt with like smog and pollution, right? Like from the city mm-hmm. or whatever. Something much more basic. Big old top hat. Yeah. Uh, it cooled you down. Yeah. Okay. It, it was a, it was a vent in your top hat. Because oh. <laughs> yeah. obviously. Oh yeah, because it's so because it's, it's like velvet, right? And and you're yeah. filling it with steam from your head and yeah, exactly. hair oils and all that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is my final one for you. Okay. Um, this is a pneumatic device because I thought that would be appropriate mm-hmm. to end on. The automatic smoker. Mm. Um, what purpose did it serve? Interesting. <laughs> was it like a hot boxing kind of. You're not far off. I'm not far off because it's either I was gonna think that or like some kind of smoking, uh, like hookah kind of uh, device. Yeah, kind or like of. or like barbecue smoke. Kind Probably of. Probably not. You're all quite. You're sort of. You're sort of right with the first two guesses okay. there. Sort of. Yeah. Was it like something you'd attach in a room where like, it did just dispensed a lot of like tobacco smoke or something so that everyone could just like. Chill out. No, it's oh. worse than that. It was a device that you mounted cigarettes or cigars into mm-hmm. that smoked them for you because <gasps> and you would just inhale it. No, no, because if you didn't have enough patrons in your patrons in your bar, you'd want it to smell oh like smoke. God, yeah. So it was this device where you just like clipped in cigars. I like that. That is and so it sucked strange. on them yeah. and emitted the smoke. Oh. To give your 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 tavern or yeah. your bar or your ve- or your venue a good smoky finish. That makes me think of you know how sometimes people play like laugh tracks or like they'll play like ambiance sure. yeah. music or whatever yeah. or like people chatting or something like background noise. Yeah. That's funny. I think so. 
Those are my questions for you. Alright. I can't believe they invented it. I got like two out of four. You got two out of four. It wasn't bad. Not bad. It wasn't bad. It's not bad. Uh, a couple of them are low hanging fruit though. Mm. Yeah. So it's a bit of bit of this, bit of that. Um, I think what's interesting as well, and one thing I will defend here regarding pneumatics and why there's been a lot of reporting sort of like a Victorian era pneumatic work and hydraulic work is that you know, in the Victorian era is when we first started to see, you know, production of metals on a consistent level, right? Yeah. You know, like you look at metal work from like, you know, in the medieval era, even the Renaissance period, and it was very touch and go, right? They weren't very good at manufacturing a thousand things that are identical, right? Yeah. So when you and you know when you're making pistons and stuff, you they know, need to be the same. They need to be precise. Yeah, you know, the exactly. cylinder that the piston's going to go into needs to be the same. So there is a little bit to defend the idea that maybe pneumatics weren't as good in, you know, fifteen hundred or fourteen hundreds like Saudi Arabia or India or whatever, right? But I I do loathe this idea that pneumatics basically started in Greece, stopped for fifteen hundred yeah, years, sixteen hundred years, seven hundred years, whatever, right? And then sort of was like, guys, now we can do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't make much sense at all. Yeah. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed my talk. I did. Um, pneumatics. I can't believe they invented it. Very nice. And I invite you to ask any questions. I don't have any questions for you, but I will say that I really like this talk. And I think that, you know, the two of us, we've been so busy. And so as a result, I think the presentations we've been doing for one another have been more so comedic than you know argumentative and sure. research-based and I feel like you've done a really good job on bringing kind of the focus of Aviva Voce back to kind of the research in like investigative kind of angle so I appreciate that it's academic with a comedy twist yes and I I like that so I appreciate you for keeping the kind of atmosphere I am going to give you... You give me a shit degree now. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to give you a PhD in wind studies and gas studies. Mm, wind and gas. Yeah, from Dalhousie University. Dal, where's that? That is in, I believe, um, Nova Scotia. I'm in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick. I should know this, but I'm drunk. So it is what it is. Somewhere okay. in, in, in um, do they Do Canada. they do a no lot of pneumatics or is it mostly I hydraulics? Don't know. I think th that, I, they have an okay engineering department. I, I'm, 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 I'm very pneumatics. Yeah. I'd be eaten alive in a hydraulics department. Exactly. They'd be like, yo, inert gases suck. Yeah, <laughs> Liquids for the win. It's like Army and Navy, right? It's like, go pneumatics. F uh, hydraulics. <laughs> hooah, hooah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. yeah. But no. Dalhousie is a really good school, so you should be yeah. proud of that. So hopefully I can get into the pneumatics department at, at Dalhousie. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Okay, so I would like to say that that ends this presentation. I really, really liked what you did. Let's say, do you have a topic for me next week? And then we'll wrap things up. Do I have a topic for you next week? So mm -hmm. next week I am giving, so we're on P, so I must be giving you Q. Yes. Okay, um, hmm. I do. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Your word for next week is quintuplets. 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 Ugh. I can't even oh, say it properly. Uh, quintuplets. All right. Quintuplets. Sounds good. Oh my gosh, you know what I realized? Oh! <gasps>
we didn't talk about what we were what we were drinking specifically today, did we? It doesn't matter. It we're doesn't drunk. Matter. We are drunk. And we did tell you about the general wine company, so I think that counts. Yeah, okay. just lots of delicious wines and beers. Wines, right. beers, and vodka. Yes, this is true. Badminton. Okay, never mind. I'm drunk. I'm like spiraling. Okay, so let's end things off here. If you like what you heard, um, please consider subscribing to our uh, feed, and that way you get updates without um, us reminding. We post every Friday, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, British summertime, or, or really like Greenwich Mean Time, like GMT, um, or midday um, Eastern Standard Time if you live in North America. Don't okay. forget to subscribe to our Twitter account. Don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook account. Yeah, Twitter is at Live in Viva, L-I-V-I-N-V-I-V-A. Uh, Facebook is Live in La Viva Voce. You Just will... type it into the search bar, yeah. you'll find it. Exactly, and you'll receive updates on when we post uh, our parent podcast as well as our spinoff, Love Island La Viva Love Island, La Viva Voce, if you like reality TV, as well as things that we're drinking and just general um, us trying to reach out to you guys and hang yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah. And obviously, if you do have any information about pneumatics, anywhere yeah, between the Greek exactly. period to it. the Victorian era, you know, fill love in those gaps. I'd love to know. Yes. Uh, because I, I haven't found anything. Obviously, I think troll jstor or like anything like that so you know if you're just gonna go into jstor and be like oh lol you're wrong yeah uh don't give us too much credit yeah, we don't exactly. do that much we don't research. do that much research this is supposed to be fun okay so with that let's wrap things up i've been mag i've been adam you've been listening to love uh live in la viva voce Oof, close that <laughs> you've been listening to live in la viva voce yep goodbye thanks for listening bye Thank you.